And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 180 of Panelology. I'm Alex. Oh, I'm the guest. You're going second. Oh, no. No, that's not how... Dang it, I'm Tim. And I'm Megan. (laughs) We talked about this earlier. Yeah, my place has been (laughs) stolen here. She thinks this counts as a guest appearance for her and not for me, and I'm not sure how that works. You you both count as guests for the sake of your uh, race to have the most guest appearances? (laughs) No, no, um, no, no. That is a thing that exists. <laughs> the two of them are locked in mortal competition. It is. Over one who of us can appear. Die. Yes, there can be only one. <laughs> and now they must appear together, lest they uh, succumb to this curse. Which, uh... I feel like I've been horribly bullied already. <laughs> like, I, I had my place taken from you, me. You did. How does it feel? <laughs> Awful. Awful. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable and I want to leave now. Isn't that like in TV shows, like the top actor gets either the first or last? Or is it like they get the last and it's like the second person gets the first? I remember when Charmed, like when Shannon left, like there was a big argument over what order to put the names in because of this. This is the where any of this knowledge comes from. <laughs> so is this where we pull up a BuzzFeed quiz and see which of the Charmed ones each of us is? No, 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 no. Okay. Maybe tomorrow. I was going to say, we'll save that. (laughs) Makes note, which charmed character (laughs) am I? Okay. Uh, Do we want to talk about some comics? How was everyone's week? There we go. How how is everyone? It is good. I had to suffer a day of 93 that dropped immediately to 56. So my head is kind of, woo. Uh, I did not have to do that because... Nothing dropped here. <laughs> it's still butt hot. Much like a uh, a DJ set with a hook that's too long, we are still waiting for it to drop. Yeah, that was clumsy. Somewhere, no, <laughs> somewhere, Gillen and somewhere Gillen and McKelvey are just writhing in pain, <laughs> like a million voices suddenly crying out. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about comics now. Let's do it. Ghost Rider, number one. A book all three of us read. That I kind of feel like I have missed a plot line. <laughs> let's see. Johnny Blaze is the king of hell. Oh, I got that. Uh, this is a result of, I believe it was last year, there was a Doctor Strange Damnation miniseries. <laughs> all right. That, uh, that Kate's, I think that was while Kate's was still writing. Yes, it was, because there were those Tar Nation variants, um, because comic shops in Texas didn't want to have the word damn on the stands. Are you, okay. Oh. I'm not joking. I know you're not, because uh, that is too insane to make up. Yeah. It was a one-to-one <laughs> variant. You could order whichever one you wanted. Oh my god. Yeah. 
Uh, if memory serves, I did grab Jen a complete set of the Tarnation variants because it's just so funny. Do they also like <laughs> not publish sex criminals for this reason? Like the the explicit variant? Um, who knows? I mean, stores could order, I think, whatever they wanted of those. So if the store didn't, they could just not order them. <sighs> That makes me so sad. Yeah, because those are good variants. They are good variants. Anyway, Ghost Rider. So yes, this was a thing. Mephisto took over Vegas. People died. Doctor Strange and friends fought him. Cool. It seemed like it was setting up a Midnight Suns miniseries or spinoff that never happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, And now we're kind of picking up threads. Johnny Blaze is king of hell trying to round up demons who are escaping to Earth while also maybe fighting off uh, people coming for the throne. Meanwhile, Danny, Danny Ketch is sad and drinking a lot. Like, annoyingly sad. It's a lot like a, uh, it reminds me a little bit of some of the, like, Constantine. Not Constantine. <coughs> Lucifer books with all the political Ugh. intrigue in hell. Yeah, okay, fair. I'll give you that. I'm thinking of the Holly Black stuff. Gotcha. Specifically. Tim, thoughts? Yes. Um, come out of your shame hole. There's a, there's a, I'm still tucked away over here, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a neat concept of, of Johnny Blaze. And then also the, the Lilith stuff and it's, it's a fun, fun idea, but I don't, I don't, he is kind of like a sad little man and he, he doesn't want to be the, the ghost rider and he does everything he can to avoid it. And that's a little, a little, like, I'd rather focus on the Johnny Blaze stuff. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about this is the art and the colors. It is really nice art. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Cooter is the artist. Uh, You know, I do not have in front of me. I do not have in front of me who the colorist is. Vibrant flames of hell. I guess it wasn't, uh, it was, it was beautiful. I will agree with that. It wasn't enough of a setup for me to go like, cool, I'm all in this. Like either way, I think it needs another issue to kind of figure out where it's wanting to go for me. Yeah, I I think this is definitely one of those books that more than coming in guns blazing is taking some time to build a status quo. Oh, that's slow burn. Yeah. Um, especially with like Danny Ketch. I feel like in the time I've been reading comics, he's shown up in an issue and it was a month ago or so and to tie into absolute carnage. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've read really any Danny Ketch yeah. stuff. He... There's there's only been two ghostwriters as far as as far as my reading history has He may have been in the Rick sorry. Remender Venom stuff when Remender did the Circle of Four cuz that's where they introduced the ghost rider who showed up in the absolute carnage tie-in. Okay. Um <sighs> And he seemed to know who she was, so I would imagine he was also in that. But yeah, it's not a character I know super well. Cool. But I thought it was fun. I may give it another issue or two. We'll see how heavy the uh, weeks it comes out in are. Yeah, I, I'm also curious how much we're going to play up the, like, woe is me. And if yeah. that's the case, it, I, that's not really my thing. Yeah. Yeah, if it if it leans more into the Johnny stuff, then that's... Then I'm, yeah. Because I'm, I'm definitely going to get number two. But yeah, if it leans more into that, then yeah, I'm I in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's also the question of how much it ties into what's going on in uh, Jason Aaron's Avengers book, because we have Johnny Blaze and the current Ghost Rider on Earth in a race for the Ghost Rider title. I'm not really totally clear on what's at stake there, because it's not been made explicit. Right. And possibly as a trick. But one thing we've heard teased throughout his Avengers stuff is this, like, ghost rider war that may be coming up oh that'd be kind of cool yeah 
So this may also be part of something bigger. Yeah. I also get Johnny Storm and Johnny Blaze's names confused, so there was a good minute where I was going, when did the Fantastic Four <laughs> dude become Cosmic <laughs> Ghost Rider? And this is why you should read comics at 7 in the morning. Yeah, there there is a little bit of overlap sometimes in names and power sets, and it can be confusing. <laughs> a lot of people, two different people. Yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> Spider-Verse number one. A lot of people, different people in different multiverses. You know, my first reaction to this was, uh, really? In fact, when you sent me your list of what you read this, or what you bought this week, included next to this was just, ugh. Yep. But I actually really liked this issue. I I did too. I was, I'll admit, as much as I've liked all the Spider-Verse stuff that's gone on in the comics, there is this cycle for me every time they announce a new one where it's like, do we really need another Spider-Verse miniseries? Yeah. And then I read it and I'm like, yes, yes we do. I just like, I want a Spider-Punk series. So yes. I guess anytime Spider-Punk shows up, I'm happy. And also Spider-Monster was great. But yes. uh, I, the the way it ends where it's like, why are you asking me instead of Peter? I thought that was, that was enough to sell me. I was just like, I'm not going to cry, but I am a little teary-eyed. <laughs> that is absolutely valid. And do you know that there's a Spider-Punk Funko Pop? <gasps> I need that. I have that. It's very good. I need that. Did you read this, Tim? No, I did not. But now I kind of <laughs> want to. Did it's... you read any of Spider-Geddon or the first Spider-Verse? No. The, no, I did not. Okay, are you familiar with the Web of Life and Destiny? Yes. Cool. If you weren't, I was going to say giant metaphorical slash literal cosmic spider web connecting all of reality. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, I wanted to say that anyway, just because those words <laughs> need to be spoken out loud sometimes. Um, it was destroyed in Spider-Geddon. That was the Geddon part. And it has been rewoven, at least in part. Uh, Annie Mae Parker has been working on it. And she has gone missing and the web is sick. And Spider-Zero has pulled Miles out of the 616 back in to find anime and heal the web nice yeah. and like pulls him through all these different spider verses so like yeah. he we experienced spider punk who is an old favorite and new ones like spider monster who kind of looked like a dinosaur i need spider monster versus fin fang foom please and thank you <laughs> put that on the universe yes that usually works for me at least in terms of comics <laughs> Um, it's just so delightful. The only, I was very confused by the title, which is going to sound dumb, but usually they don't just recycle the same title. Yeah, but I think- And I know, I know it has to have been because Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, the, the thing at the back, it's kind of like, hey, if you really liked Into the Spider-Verse, here's like, we're trying to recapture that feeling almost. Yeah. The problem it created for me was just, I was not sure until I picked up a copy and flipped through it if this was in continuity or if this was a tie into the movie. That's fair. Yeah. And it is in continuity. Okay. I mean, I guess technically any Spider-Man book is a tie into Into the Spider-Verse because it's multiverse. Yep. Um, but yeah, this was fun. And each different universe he gets pulled into has a different art team. Yeah. That was the other cool part. Uh, there was a Mad Max universe. Oh, I forgot that is about a that one. Post-apocalyptic Peter driving spider buggy and being he needs chased help. by. Yes. 
He he's got the last the last sample of like human DNA being chased by evil mutants. Yes. And he's just like perpetually driving, trying to keep them from catching him. And Miles is like, no, don't make me go. I need to help. And he's like, you're brave for doing whatever it is you're doing. I don't know. It's just, I just feel like Spider-Man keeps getting sucked into all these events and it screws with my Spider-Gwen stuff. But I actually really like this. I'm okay with yeah. this. I don't feel like this is going towards the whole Marvel cosmic you know, events. Yeah. Yeah. This feels very small scale focused. And I think, I think the idea of keeping it dialed into just some of these newer next generation spider characters Mm -hmm. helps a lot. I agree. I still think we're eventually going to get goblin verse though. I think that's inevitable. We've had so many different green goblins show up lately. That's true. Yeah. That's Quite possible. Fantastic Four. I want to talk about Fantastic Four for a moment. I'm the only one who read it. This is the second issue of this of this new arc that is about the Fantastic Four finally going back to the planet they were going to visit when they got their powers and crashed back to Earth, which is like the one place they've never been at this point. This issue picks up as though it were an issue about a team of superheroes on that planet, and these four alien invaders show up. Oh. Oh no. Uh-huh. That's amazing. It's so wonderful. Like Dan Slot, you mad genius, I love you. <laughs> um it's this like kind of utopian planet where there's this psychic leader who sort of like when he's not helping fight crime, he's like helping people find their soulmates. Oh, I love that. And you have these like really adorable superhero couples who are the team that he leads. And all these different things start going wrong and you see them all in action. And then he gives them the alert that, hey, the uh, four F-O-U-R foretold are coming. Get ready because there's this prophecy that they would be the end of this perfect utopian planet. And then you see the Fantastic Four like come into orbit and fight and their translators don't kick in so you've got the like 100% alien invader vibe going on it's just so much fun and a great like inversion of the usual fantastic four formula because normally they're the other side of that i really like that i'm gonna have to pick this up yeah it's very good i love dan slot and anything he does uh dr strange number 20 i'm also going to be quick on this one because it's just me i actually caught up and read 19 and 20 both uh steven has his hands back and is trying to learn to do surgery again because hey he hasn't been a surgeon in a decade maybe he needs some knowledge before he starts practicing medicine again so he reaches out to his technomancer mage apprentice sidekick uh teammate whatever you want to call them uh kana who's in the middle of something and pulls him into it and they like fight alongside each other and she then uploads all of the internet's medical knowledge into steven so he's WebMD. that would be that would be if spider-man were a doctor thank you <laughs> but i need that spider-verse now <laughs> um but nice pull there brian i was gonna say i happy. really like the do- the idea of doctor strange just constantly being like oh no i have cancer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my nose is running oh no i'm going blind uh, well if you wouldn't masturbate so much <laughs> sorry i'm working on spring awakening right You're now fine. it's just all those jokes um but yeah this is the last issue of this volume of doctor strange and it is coming back with a new number one still mark wade writing 
the series is being retitled as Doctor Strange, but now Doctor is D-R period instead of the Ooh. word Doctor. Yeah. Because he's a practicing medical doctor again now. I guess it's better than like Stephen Stream, MD. I, I don't know. You say that's better. That would confuse or you say that's not better. People. I, I, yeah. The Surgeon Supreme. <laughs> Absolute Carnage, Immortal Hulk, number one. Meg, you read this, right? I did, yeah. Which Have you been reading Absolute Carnage or Immortal Hulk? I'm behind on both. Okay. I was curious when you sent me this one on your list. Like, I assumed it was a one shot that it would be like, it is like read and uh i you don't necessarily need to know what's going on in absolute absolute carnage outside of like what's going on in absolute carnage yeah um but yeah i definitely would have benefited from a little bit more knowledge i think the main the main audience for this book is going to be people who are reading immortal hulk and want to know how the hulk's role in absolute carnage lines up and works with everything going on there right I think that is the target audience for this. Um, I do like this idea, though. Okay, so if you're not reading Immortal Hulk, not caught up on Immortal Hulk, um, when Banner dies, the Hulk comes back to life at night. It's kind of a horror thing. But also, all these different Hulk personalities are sharing the same body. And sometimes that's like Joe Fixit is in Banner's body, and sometimes different Hulks are in the Hulk's body. But essentially, it's like all these hulk personalities kind of working as a team sharing a single body right and the conceit of this issue is like all of them basically deciding and taking a vote on whether or not to let a new member come have a seat at the table the venom symbiote yeah i it yeah it's just i was sitting there like is he in a black box like what's going on someone <laughs> captured him and then yeah then you find out it's just venom is all yeah. around which I think is a cool way to handle connecting the dots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're not reading Immortal Hulk and you're just reading Absolute Carnage, this one's probably not necessary. No, and if of... you're not reading Absolute Carnage but are reading Immortal Hulk, it's probably yeah. not necessary. But... I also wonder if it makes sense if you're reading Absolute Carnage but not Immortal Hulk. Like, the entire issue probably doesn't make that much sense. I mean, the gist of it, obviously, but... Yeah, I mean, I think... I think if you're only reading one or the other, it's a lot of explaining things that you don't need to know. Yeah. But if you're reading both and care about how continuity lines up. I mean, it's always good to know. Yeah. I mean, I will be honest, as someone reading both, like there was never a time in either when I sat down and said, I need to know how these square up against each other. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I am not always someone who needs that. Like, I like continuity, but I don't like being a slave to it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a useful one shot if you are reading both of those books. And I think it is very well executed. Tim, I have I sold you on it yet? <laughs> uh, well, are you not reading you Immortal Hulk? I started Immortal Hulk, and it's one of the ones that I fell behind okay. on. Which is I'm behind on it too. You're one fine. of yeah, one of all of them. If well, I'm here's honest. the thing, I'll say about Immortal Immortal Hulk at this point, twenty four issues in, just read the trade. Yeah, there's okay. so much of it. Read it in trade. I think it's gonna be probably easier to keep all of the very cosmically complicated ideas straight that way. Yes. It is sometimes a little difficult to remember how the rules work issue to issue. Yeah. Okay. But it's that's very well good. Did. Who is it that writes this one? Ewing. Uh, Ewing. Ewing, that's it. Th thank you. I think if they had done anybody else for this one shot, I probably wouldn't have picked it up. But since it was him, 
have it wouldn't you have made sense otherwise but or yeah. to have anybody else write it but have you uh heard any of the news out of nycc no i'm feeling really big fomo and i've kind of like <laughs> tried very hard not to even like look at people's pictures like it i am really bummed i am sorry it's, it's I... cool I am going to bring up one announcement no, that was ahead. made, though, because Al Ewing is going to be the new writer for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yep. Uh, Cates is wrapping up his run so he can move on to take over Thor. Very cool. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Because uh, people with god weapons are kind of his bread and butter. Does that mean he's done with Immortal Hulk after this? Or is his, is his Immortal Hulk wrapping up soon? I get the vibe that Immortal Hulk is moving into some kind of end game. Okay. Um, the solicitation text actually really made me think it was going to wrap up around 25 or 26, but there's at least one more arc past that. I don't know. After Walking Dead faked everybody out, you never know. Noman Omen number one. Speaking of I- mindfuckery. <laughs> I really, I'm really interested to hear what y'all have to say about this because I stared at this one for a while. Did I you think... end up getting it, or did you stare at it because you're going, didn't. "What the fuck is this?" But, uh, yes, that okay. one. And I was like, I wonder, but I, I already felt like I had too many books, so I couldn't add another one. But I really yeah, want to know I what this one's about. That's why I didn't get the Archie about. Halloween. I am going to make three statements in succession about this book. This is very much my shit. <laughs> I do not understand what is going on. I will read this in trade. Yes, I agree with that because this is not going to be one. It's kind of the same vibe I got from Paper Girls because I used to like, I didn't realize how much of Paper Girls I had issue to issue and like how late it took me to get to trade. But you can't read that issue to issue and like wait a month and then be like, okay, I remember exactly what happened there because... And this gives the same vibe of yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck happened. And if I have to wait a month to get another issue, it's just not gonna. But yeah. I am very, very excited to pick it up and trade. Yeah, like and the way this first issue ends, I don't know what the second issue will be. Yeah, like... I, the character what... who I thought was going to be our protagonist, our through line, unless there is some other element that just hasn't been introduced yet, which is possible. Well, her Instagram did update after her, after the event, so maybe... That's true. Yeah, I'm trying to find my issue of this because I want to show 10. There it is. So what's really cool is the first, I guess, like half, I would say. Um, is about this couple who is on their way to Manhattan and they come across a car accident and it looks like a regular comic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay. There's some, like, symbols of, you know, that something good's not happening. And then it switches then this kind of whole thing happens. The psychic orgy. It's, yeah. Which I was reading this while waiting for my movie to start, like, before preview started and was, like, looking at this page, taking in all the detail and was like, you know, someone's probably behind me going, what the absolute fuck? (laughs) It's like reading Saga on a train. Yep. And then it switches to this. And you find out on earth? that, so essentially there's a car accident. They come across this woman that has a baby and the woman puts the baby in the other, one of the other women's bodies. Oh. And so she has the baby and the baby can't see color. Yes, she has a chromatopsia. Yeah. So the entire second half of the issue is in black and white for that reason. And it's Which, so cool. Oh my goodness. You know what my favorite thing about this is? That her friends made her a rainbow birthday yes. cake. It's her 21st birthday. They made her a rainbow birthday cake. They're like, I think the blue layer is the best layer. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, she's having weird dreams. So she has an Instagram that like kind of documents these. They're weird ass pictures. It's supposed to be weird ass pictures. It is a real Instagram, which is like one of my pet peeves is if you say something like, I have this social media in a book, you better actually have it because, you know, even for like one post or something like that, because you know, people are going to go look for it. And they actually did start the Instagram account, which I really love. Um, But so I should I should go back and get this one in trade. In trade, saying. yes. Because yeah. the way uh, it ends, is, no fucking clue. It is a 15-issue series. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think at that point I can call it a mini-series. Maybe a macro-series. There you go. Uh, but yeah. What's, what's the number for just series? Uh, just series means that it is published without a here is the last number. Yeah, but I feel like there should be an in-between mini and macro. Well, series just implies ongoing. Series can be just five issues if the gods are cruel and future foundation <laughs> gets canceled too soon. Or Not it could be, I'm, I'm completely bitter. I am so bitter. It's I a good too. fucking book and nobody, not enough people bought it. I just want everybody and to Marvel love Whitley. And Marvel canceled it early. Me too. I just made, I just made Red read future foundation while i was reading a bunch of my other books yesterday and so now i'm certain that she's going to be very mad at me that that's canceled. Yeah. oh yeah i made them read the first two volumes of wasp and then yeah. at least there's four volumes of wasp now that's true but the next day or like the day after they brought back my my trades i found out that it was canceled again is red uh-huh. the canceler no yes. i can't i can't put that on them no i'm not gonna put that on them uh anyway noma noma is good it traded it yeah. It is weird. It is definitely okay. something I will dig more in trade. It probably will come up, if, assuming that it continues as almost like a cult-like thing. I wonder if it's going to be one that we discuss um, at o- the October stuff next year. I was going to say, 100% spooptacular. Yeah. Dead Eyes, number one. Am I the only one that read this? You are. Okay. Um, I don't know what I was expecting this to be, but I tend to just really love Image. So I picked it up, and it's like Robin Hood in the 90s. It's this... So he was this guy and his outfit and he was called Dead Eyes and he basically stole from the rich and killed drug dealers. Like basically he wasn't a specific, he's not a superhero, at least I don't think so, but it's kind of like a modern day Robin Hood. And then he retired. Nobody knows what happened to him. He stole like millions of dollars from this rich guy and disappeared and they run a special on him every year and apparently it like always goes up. And you find out that he's this older gentleman whose wife had, is in a wheelchair, um, I think probably related to something that had to do with him being dead eyes, and he's retired. But the money that he still has run out, so he's actually started working at, like, a Walmart. And, hmm. um, but he's lying to his wife about that, too. <laughs> and while working as a greeter at Walmart, he... The, some guys like buying all the like classic destroy a body supplies and so he's debating pulling dead eyes back out uh, and that's about all i'm going to say this is the duggan series that came out like one or two issues a while back as dead rabbit right i have no idea honestly i'm pretty sure it is okay so this may be i don't know if this i imagine this is probably the first issue reprinted under the new title and then it'll keep going it didn't get more than one or two issues out. Some bar sued over the title. Oh, yeah. Dead Rabbit a... is a very famous bar in New York. Okay. I there walked you go. in there the other day. Yeah. It was too packed to actually get a drink. Okay. I wonder if that is what it is then. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, I read this after reading like several of these like independent superhero comics. So I wasn't like, the further I get away from it, the more into it I am. But at the time, yeah. I was just like, 
I don't care about vigilante, vigilantes anymore. Just like stop. So did but, you read uh, this before or after you read Black Terror? After Black Terror. Okay. Yeah. Because I read Seven Days Black Terror and then this. Hmm. So I'm probably going to trade it. I'm curious to see where it goes. Um, cool. But not enough to get it issued to issue at the moment. Let's talk about Black Terror. Okay. Black we both read it. Terror. Oh, this is the one where superhero is like a mental illness. A pharmacist. Yeah. 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 This is written by Max Bemis, who actually wrote Moon Knight a little while back and dealt with some similar themes about mental health and superheroism and all of that. And he was very open at the time about this was coming from his own struggles with mental health. Is this the Moon Knight that everybody really loved that I still need to read? Um, The big one was the Lemire one. Oh, okay. This one followed that up and we all really liked it. Okay. Um, it got, it wrapped up kind of quickly. I think it was just a case of sales weren't quite there. So it sort of got cut short and came to kind of a quick ending, but it did a lot of really good things in it. Yeah. So yeah, this is another, he was a pharmacist and then gained superpowers and fought in a war and now is like kind of dealing with PTSD, but trying to be normal. Yeah. Another just trying to hang up their hat on their mental. Why can't I say this word? Because it's a Saturday morning. Uh, Vigilantism. Yes, thank you. And um, and again, another bad guy comes through that causes him to come out. Yeah. Well, and I the thing that is funny in this is sort of the escalation with this bad guy because all he sees is this dude stealing some stuff from the pharmacy, and he decides, you know what, I'm gonna dress up and I'm just gonna go to his place and I'm gonna like scare him straight. What I love is like he's climbing a tree. It's yeah. not like the grace of like a DC or a Marvel superhero. It's like an older man trying to climb a tree. Yeah. Like he's out of practice like and hasn't done this in 20 climbing years. Climbing a tree. <laughs> yes. Um, and at no point is the black terror in this positioned as like an ideal. No, not at all. It's like, I mean, it really is kind of like him feeling that his attachment to being black terror isn't, mental illness yeah he even straight up compares it to addiction yeah um he gets into this guy's apartment and then sees oh no he's not just some weirdo who steals stuff there are all these body parts around and the guy's like oh you know i actually feel so much better thank you i really dreaded the day i got found out but you've made it you've made it better than i expected and yes i'll turn myself in and black terror just loses it yeah well no because it's like it looks like a sex dungeon at first yeah and he's like oh maybe he's just got like a really weird sex dungeon that he's like maybe got someone in and then he goes in and it's like oh after giving the spiel of like it's okay just turn yourself in things will be fine it's not that bad there are worse people in this world then he opens it up and he's like oh fuck superhero shit or kink shame (laughs) agreed what what uh complex company put this out dynamite is this the same black terror that they were putting out like a few years ago? I think yes. so, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. It's like a classic know. pulp character. Yeah, they they released a bunch of stories about uh, characters like that a few years ago, and I guess they were bringing them back here recently. Yeah. Yeah. So so I guess this is part of a bigger universe of stuff. I, I mean, there's definitely know. other superheroes based on kind of how this goes. Yes. There seems to be an organization that's maybe trying to keep them down. Yeah. <laughs> like another basically blackmailing and and extorting superheroes not to superhero so they can maintain their evil corporate empire gotcha yeah so like incredibles but darker yes (laughs) 
Yes. Have Speaking you seen Incredibles? Of me or Tim? You. I have seen the first one. Okay. So Tim has a child. I would hope he has seen it. Yes. Once yes. in theaters. I mean, I'm impressed that you did that. I know. That that moves Alex's all-time movie list up to like one. No, it's more like five. I could not name the other four. I mean, I've seen all the Star Warses, so... Okay, so we're up to ten. Well, nine at the moment. I, Eleven. Yeah, eleven. There were two. Rogue One oh, and I Solo. Oh, I forgot about those. Yep, yep. And I only regret so one of those. So speaking of Incredibles, what? <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of dark, actually. Oh, speaking of dark? The Green Lantern, number 12. Tim! So, the Grant Morrison Green Lantern run, I don't know how much you've talked about it on this show, but... Not a whole lot, because it's very hard to talk about. And also, (sighs) I don't know that I always understand exactly what's going on. That's because you don't. Um, This This is why I wanted to talk to you about this, because your love of Green Lantern... Yes. Unlike most people's, is a love for pre-Jeff Johns. Yes, yes. This has been going on for quite a while. And I get the vibe from this book that this is also coming from a place of affection for pre-Jeff Johns. And I need to know first, how... So this is the end of season one of this. Yes, which is disappointing. How well does this work for you? Like, does this this scratch that itch? So when when we first heard that... Grant Morris is, was going to start writing Green Lantern. I was beyond excited. And then I read the first two issues and I was like, I don't think this is working. But stuck with it. And by issue 12, I absolutely adore everything about this book. And it was, that's the exact way that I described it to someone yesterday was, it's because if you were to read like 1965 Green Lantern, Morrison leans so hard into some of those ideas and some of those tropes that it's, it just feels like classic, classic comic book to me. And I absolutely adore it. Yeah, like, there is... My experience reading this book is so much wrapped up in... Well, I do not fucking understand this, but if I stop to think about it, yeah. this experience will shatter. <laughs> I oh, just I have romance. to keep going. <laughs> Um, Those are the best kind of comics. We, we just got Who to... and why are just not questions for this book. No, it, it does. It takes weird jumps, but it. Uh, we just got through a part where we were uh, traveling through the multiverse and finding we. other... <laughs> yeah, we, 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 as in the reader. Um, we were traveling through the multiverse and we encounter the other Green Lanterns from other, you know, universes, and he is currently hurt fighting uh, an alternate version of himself, which is evil and awful, and tragic looking and there's like what we'll call a good sinestro or as good as sinestro is gonna get i'm 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 going to i'm gonna catch this in very specific terms that meg will appreciate yeah this is the uh gilderoy lockhart okay sinestro nice yeah this is the like preening <laughs> over the top not great but really charming Sinestro. Yeah, yeah. Has that really hard, uh, high charisma roles. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh as Sinestro. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's very good, and I'm very sad that it's not gonna continue until 2020, which I guess isn't that far away, but... Well, it's not that far away. What? Okay, so here are things that will make Tim feel better. All right. One, Morrison wrote this whole thing before it started coming out and has been working on volume two for as long as this has been Uh, coming out. It's going to be very good then. Two, there is a three-issue Dark Stars miniseries that comes between season one and season two. Black Black Stars? 
black stars. Yeah. So even if it's like March or April, yeah, I've got something. You to get basically there. have an, a straight shot. Yeah. Through. Yeah. 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 Even if it comes out like June or July, you're gonna miss three months. It's just like Image Books taking a couple. Yeah, that's months true. Off. It um, it was it was such a drastic change on issues one and two that I was like, I don't, I don't think I like it. But after you read all twelve, and 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 being that I've like you said read this for so long, I absolutely love it. It's so yeah. good. I really liked coming into it. Did you read all? Sort of. Did you read all twelve? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I only read issues on a Fibonacci sequence. Yeah. I read, one, I read well, one twice, and then I oh read two, God. three, and eight. Can we oh, like five. do a comic where like <laughs> the ones that don't line up in the Fibonacci sequence aren't good issues, and it confuses everybody until someone one day realizes that like that's the storyline? I yes. want this comic now. Yes, we will. We will make this happen. Who do uh, I need also, to I totally butchered that Fibonacci sequence just out of pride. <laughs> one, one, two, five. Nope, sorry. Nope. One, one, two, three, five, eight, thirteen. Yeah, there, there we go. go. I uh, I feel like this book is hard enough to read in order. I can only imagine how impossible it would be yeah. to jump on in the middle. That was the reason that I asked that. Yeah, no. Uh, for me, not coming in with pre-Jeff John's knowledge. Um. The individual issues that were standalones worked really well. And then once things started drawing back and adding together, that's when I had to just stop asking who and why and what and just like dig in. Yeah. And I don't think that's a weakness of the book. I think that's what the book is asking the reader to do. Agreed. That is just so kind of in contradistinction to A, how I typically consume comics and B, how Morrison typically writes like this is simultaneously so Morrison and kind of writing against type for Morrison. The uh, the artwork, it fits the theme of the book very well too. Yeah, it's a really good choice of yep. Liam Sharp for a, for a Morrison who, book. Yeah, I definitely would say so. Like Liam Sharp is not necessarily the artist I would have gone to first if you had asked me who should do it. But you're right that like that that sort of organic, yeah. creepy, grimy vibe that like I don't know, eighties mm-hmm. that sort of eighties punk uh uh heavy metal, like the British sci-fi magazine heavy metal vibe. There's there's also, there's just so much going on in a lot of his art. Yes. A lot going on. And that's a reason why it themes real well to me. Yeah. And I love that they're working like a year ahead on uh, this yeah, book. That's, that's good. Yeah. Tim. Yeah. Ruby Falls, number one. A comic book that for decades has been advertised on the sides of barns <laughs> in the south. That was the first thing. Does it live up to the hype? No. That was the first thing that I caught that my idea. eye. Yeah. Uh, I missed this. I didn't. I don't remember seeing this in the comic book shop. You know why I bought this? Because I saw who wrote it. Who, who wrote, wrote it? it? Anne Nascenti. And I have had... I have heard so much good from some people about her. Um, yeah, uh, it's about a, a a woman named Lana who goes to see her Lana, <laughs> who goes to see her grandmother who is suffering from dementia, and she's basically hearing stories from from her grandmother that she believes to be actual memories and not just some of the, the false memories. And she's going to go start looking into them. And I, uh, yeah, I'll keep reading this. It's it's there wasn't a lot of a lot of meat to the first issue and not a lot going on. But it'd be it might be kind of neat to follow how the story goes so we'll give it a cool. couple or a couple more issues cool. so is it about like 
the Ruby Falls of our Ruby Falls? No, 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 no. It's about a town called Ruby Falls, okay. and it's called that because there's some waterfalls up on the mountain back behind there, and apparently the the rumor is is because it used to be a real real deep mob town. And Ooh. so there used to be a lot of a lot of bloodshed. So Those they called rivers it ran red. Yeah, there you go. So would people have discouraged people from pursuing those waterfalls? Is the town's motto no, no. don't go chasing no, no. waterfalls? <laughs> no, no. I knew where you were going. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. There's there was there's something I can do here with, with blood and, and scrubbing up the blood. Hold on, I can get there. I can get there. No, I got nothing. But out, yeah. out damn spot. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, Definitely it's... Definitely a different vibe, but yes. Um, yeah, it, they're, they're... we'll give it a couple more issues. Yeah. Cool. I didn't I didn't not enjoy the first issues. I just kind of want to see where the story develops before I make a big commitment to it. That's a that will go on the trade collection, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, I did a dumb thing and forgot to pick up a copy of Catalyst Prime 7 <laughs> Days number one, which... You would think with a Stepan Shayek cover, I would have somehow managed to remember it, but no. I'm going to be honest, there's so many comics, so they put them all out. So many comics. And then it took me a minute to realize that there were so many that the second row was also new comics, because I don't think I picked up much last week, and I didn't really pay attention. Um, So it took me a minute to be like, is this brand new? And I was like, you know what, it's it's Simone anyways, I'm going to pick it up. So uh, you two both did better than me when it comes to this. So tell me about this. Uh, So apparently there was a comic book, free comic book day one shot that I have not read yet. I did pick it up where there was an apocalypse event and these astronauts were sent into space to stop this asteroid and somehow became enhanced. Um, I haven't read it, so I don't know if it actually explains it there. And then when they came back, other people started getting enhanced. AKA superheroes. This sounds a lot like this sounds a lot like pastiche of the Marvel universe when you put it in those terms. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like to me, or at least it sort of felt like a, a, a just sort of like a I don't know how to say it, like a quick little, like like boom, here we go, you know, kind of. Like, this is how we have superpowers that yeah, are still kind of new, yeah. and we're not really sure what to do with them, and it's not like we're all against them and everything, because guess what? You're all still kind of getting over the fact that there was an apocalypse, and guess what? There's going to be another one. Yeah, it's, it's like, if you were to put, like, one of those, those like, instant grow, you know, comic book universe, that's kind of the vibe that I got for it, Yeah, you know? yeah. Like one of those little pills that you put in the water and it poofs out into a spongy dinosaur. Grow your own boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> that was sort of how I got it. Um... But yeah, it kind of opens up with a conversation between like a really um, big businesswoman and I guess a scientist of some sort being like, can the earth have PTSD? Like if another apocalypse happens right now, how's the world going to react? And then it's because all these like men made of stone have just appeared. They kind of look like um, Silver Surfer, but black. Yes. The Obsidian Surfer. Yes. 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 And they've tried like hitting him with a bunch of different things and nothing's worked. And the businesswoman thinks that she's the only one that has one, but she's not. Yeah, they all over the place. Yeah. And so a bunch of superheroes kind of cut, like, two of the astronauts and another superhero. And it's still so soon after this apocalypse that, like, one of the astronauts' wives is, like, a former, I think she's former CIA or something, 
and she's super badass because like the thing is like she doesn't have superpowers she doesn't need them and like he brings her because she's like i just don't want to be away from you kind of thing not that kind of vibe that makes her sound like needy but it's like because she's so (laughs) badass she can handle herself too but it's like he's like i could just hold your hand and we can get there fine and she's like nope you're going to carry me like this because it was a lot of sleepless nights and uh they go to like study one of these creatures and i'm trying to find the picture i don't know how like spoiler like do you i don't know how much you want to know alex it's the first issue Um, tell me whatever okay so these things haven't moved and then like one of the the speedster kid puts his hand and he's like it bit me and they're like it didn't move how did it bite you and then they start kind of destroying everything by not really moving and then you get this wonderful where you can see all these mouths on its body (laughs) and that's kind of how you realize how it bit him um and then they start speaking and the world has seven days yeah they're they're totally using thought speak too because they're oh yeah they're just like planting the understanding in everybody's mind without you know audibly doing it and everybody understands it in their own language about how they're coming yeah one of the like main narrators in this is um bilingual and she's like i can hear it in both uh, yeah. english and spanish yeah cool so. Yeah, I'll have to see if the comic shop has any copies of this left. Now, was this the, uh, this was the, you were talking about somebody starting a shared universe. Is that what this is during free comic This was day? not the one we've been talking about on the show mostly recently. That's the Humanoids. Humanoids. That's H1. What... Yes, yes, That's yes. like Ignited and uh, Omni and Strangelands, those yeah. books. But this is a, it's actually a shared universe that I think they've started building a while back when Gail Simone first went over to Lion Forge and Catalyst Prime and started working last year with them. Gotcha. This I is their first kind of big event. been longer than that, but this has been building. Gail Simone went over a little over a year ago. I meant the actual Yeah, because like, it was publisher. a big. Because like, yes, there's the an publisher afterwards. has been. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I can tell but, you the only reason that I really picked this up was because it was written by by Gail Simone. And, yeah, I agree. But it yeah. did have that that same feeling like we were just talking about about how it sort of felt like it was planting the seeds for something kind of larger, or maybe not planting the seeds, or you know, but growing something larger. You know. Yeah. Well, this was. I forget if it was San Diego or New York last year, but it was announced at one of those, I think New York. I think it was that... San Diego last year and New oh, York the year before. I don't know. They they well, kind of go through all the stuff that they've announced over the past few years yeah. in the back. It was announced that she was coming in to sort of architect the universe going forward oh, last okay. year. Yeah, it was Comic-Con. Um, yeah. Um, and I know the timeline for that was somewhere around there because she was also at Dragon Con last year, right around the same time. Uh, how about Dark Ark After the Flood, number one? Who else read this one? Was it just I me? I did. No, I read it. Is this a sequel to the one that Jenna was telling me about? Yes. Okay. Uh, or Brian. It might have been Brian. No, it was Jenna because we definitely talked about Unicorn for okay. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that this was a sequel to anything. Yes. I wouldn't have if Jenna had not like recently just told me about that. So now I need to definitely go back and read it. And by recently we mean next week on the Spooptacular. (laughs) (laughs) You thought we were gonna have Tim on and there not be time travel antics? You were wrong. Okay, so what's what's the original called? Is it just called Dark Ark? Yes. Okay, so I've gotta go pick that up today. Do you know did were you able to get like the vibe of what it is? Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 
kind of a, a, a known story. No, I'm not talking about the Noah part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were two arcs. Oh, no, a regular no, 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 arc no. and a dark arc. <laughs> yeah, no, I did asshole, not get it. Thank this. you. I'm glad you know your fucking Bible. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you read it within like two sentences, says like four different types of animals or like Noah's Ark. How many animals did they bring? Two each, right? That's like yeah. what of everybody the, says. Uh, of In the two, unclean animals. Two sentences, it says four different things. Like, I'm not going to go on my Bible rant. I took a class. I took a couple. I can, the Old Testament and I, we got a lot of stuff we got to talk about. But yeah, the Noah's Ark was all the good and pure stuff. Okay. There was a second art that had all the demons and stuff like that. And unicorns. And unicorns. Okay, and some you... humans that were food. Did you read this one, Alex? Nope. Oh, okay. Because now I'm wondering if it was, if it's necessary to have read the first one. It kind of makes sense. Like, I, I figured it was a sequel to that, so it kind of made sense. But I, I do think it, you probably need more knowledge. Yeah. I do wonder if, like, the main character of this would make more sense if you've read. Yeah. Yeah. If you're asking, then probably would be my guess. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because I just assumed anything I didn't understand so far would unfold through the rest of the story. I did not realize it was a sequel. But I'm definitely going to go find it now because I enjoyed this book. Yeah. Cool. How's about the Vampire State Building number one? Uh, I got somewhere up here. Um, so I'm all about anything that's destroying New York, apparently, because I just need to embrace the fact that if anything breaks out here, I'm going to die. And that includes vampires, apparently. Uh, so this starts off as like, uh, there's a guy going off to Afghanistan and his friends are getting together to celebrate, you know, give him one last hurrah. And they've got free tickets to the Empire State Building the top um, because there is a big gala going to be held the next night because they're renovating and on the 75th floor they have found like a weird door building room thing and they're going to open it at the gala and everything and so that's why one of the one of the friend's dad's in charge of that so she got the free tickets that's why they're all at the Empire State Building and to watch the sunset and um, some builders go in and accidentally open this said room building door whatever you want to call it because they think it was like the sex dungeons of the 50s like this is where they took the secretaries that were attractive i think is what it said and it turns out it's not it's where the vampire god vampire ruler has been kept for many many years and oh yes maybe all the homeless people have actually been vampires so like they immediately all go in like towards the empire state building and just start devouring everybody in the building kind of a blood drive then at that point Yes, yes, I will give you that. And, uh, yeah, um, this is being advertised, or at least it was in my comic shop. Actually, no, it is on the actual book. It's from the artist of The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a couple really great, like, sunset scenes. Um, I actually really like the art. Um, The vampires do kind of give a zombie vibe, so I don't know if that's because of what's on the front cover and subliminal messaging or what. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see where this is going to go, because... It's, I don't know if the vampires are all kind of contained in the Empire State Building, um, but there's definitely at least a couple of, like, that friend group that are still alive. Cool. And they're trapped on, like, the 80th floor or something. Tim. Yes. She said, destroy number five. Uh, see, now this is another one that I'm really disappointed in. Uh, 
I did well, not know. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Nope, don't freeze. Why? Like because I didn't know that it was going to end this soon. Okay. Yeah, I'm not disappointed in the story at all. The story is good. But... Yes, I, I broke it to Tim while we were yeah. preparing to figure out what we were talking about. This was the last issue, and Tim was sad. Yeah, because it ends at one of those spots where it's like, it, it could be a good ending, but it would be a better jumping off point. Well, they can opinion. always do a volume two. They absolutely should. But yeah, you get your you get your fight between the the Morgan and Bridget, and, and it all it all kind of comes to a head. But I do I like the way the story the story ended. Yeah. Now that I know that it's the end of the story. It was <laughs> it was it was good. It was a well written book. It was I liked it. So I'm guessing it left enough open that like if you didn't sense it was an ending, that it could come back very Abs- fairly easily. Absolutely, because I yeah. did not sense it was an ending. Yeah, I mean, the the <laughs> conflict in this miniseries is between these two gods who... One is basically just trying to keep her followers safe, and the other has been consuming the Pantheon so she can have all the powers of all the gods in it. As one does. And uh, that god fulfills her mission, but there is room for, let's say, some consternation on her part in the future. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, it does not go exactly according to plan, but she does not know. Yes. So it could, we could see more of this, or we could see, like, another series set hundreds or thousands of years in the future. Like, there are so many ways you could springboard off of this if you wanted. Or Um, if if it... Or it's totally self-contained as it is. And it, and it would exist very well that way, too. Okay. Not... It's it's my desire for more that makes it. It's not like that's a an, a bad ending in any way. Yeah, going and knowing it was the ending, I found it very satisfying. Yes, <laughs> yeah. finding out this morning, I did not. But yeah, yeah. no, it's very good. Yes. I didn't look to see who wrote this one either. I'm blanking. I know Liana Kangas was art. Corallo, Corallo. I don't know Corallo. Joe Corallo, Corallo. Yes, yes. Yeah. Joe Corallo, Corallo. I don't know him from anywhere else. He's a comic book writer. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. He writes comic books. Learned. Yeah. All right, time for Is It Still Good? Or, as the case will be this week, Alex self-flagellates for three minutes. <laughs> Batman, number 80. He's back. Deceased, number five. We learn what happens when the unstoppable force meets the immovable object amid a zombie virus outbreak. Deathstroke, number 48. Uh, We are building toward the end of Christopher Priest's run on this book and the inevitable Deathstroke versus Deathstroke conflict. Doom Patrol, Weight of the Worlds, number four. It's a muscle-off for the fate of the beach. Justice League, number 33. The monitors Voltron into a bigger monitor. Whoa. That sounds fun. That sounds like fun. It's very fun. You would dig Justice League a lot, and you should go back to, like, I think 29 was the issue that's, like, a good jumping on recap issue to go into this Justice Doom War. Okay. Yeah. It's whichever one is Starro dressed as Robin recapping. Okay. Got it. Well, Jaro, specifically. (laughs) There's a little baby Starro in a jar who Bruce Wayne is raising. (laughs) His newest orphan. Uh, Legion of Superheroes Millennium Number 2. This is the second part of the two-issue series that's sort of bridging the DC timeline from present day to the 31st century by following Rose and Thorn the long way through. Uh, And I'm breaking format here because this issue opens with an exchange between Rose and Michael Carter. I don't know who that is. 
Would it help if I said, and it's intentionally vague in this, and that's what I love it for? Would it help if I said he's a security guard at a superhero museum? No. That's, all it gives you is that his name is Michael, and that he's this guard, and like he's obsessed with superheroes in the past. It's Booster Gold. Oh. Yes. It made As soon as I saw her in this museum, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's happening. She's going to meet Booster before he's Booster. Ugh. And I love Booster Gold, and he makes so many Friends references, but it's so, so, so appropriate for him. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, by the end of this, she makes it to the 31st century, and it sets up the ongoing Legion of Superheroes book. Young Justice, number nine. We get the backstory of Teen Lantern. It is not happy, but it's good. Is any superhero backstory happy? Fantastic Four? I mean, maybe not if you're Ben Grimm, because you become a rock monster. But, like, they go adventuring in space and get superpowers. That's pretty happy. No loved ones die in the process. There are not many. I will give you that. (laughs) Okay. That's not really debatable, no. No loved ones did die in the process (laughs) of that. It's debatable. Uh, Red Sonja, number nine. Um... (laughs) Kudeta, Star Pig number three. Uh, I don't know what to say about this book beyond it's the adventures of a queer kid in space with a talking tardigrade, and it's delightful. Like the cover to this issue is a parody Lisa Frank drawing. I had a Lisa Frank hot dog this past weekend. Hey, that's a pun. Yes, that was the point. Um. Anyway, this is adorable and wonderful and upbeat, and I love it. Champions number 10. This wraps up Jim Zub's time on Champions and kind of ties up loose ends. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of time to do more than that, but it's mostly satisfying. Daredevil number 12. Uh, Daredevil and Foggy Nelson. Well, Matt and Foggy Nelson do what they can to save an illegally detained daredevil uh, uh, copycat. That's the word I was looking for. Future Foundation number three, we get the secret history of Rebecca Barnes, and maybe she and Moira Tin should compare notes. (laughs) House of X number six, we learn what happens when you break the laws of Krakoa. Immortal Hulk number 24, we see the Hulk become the next Galactus, or at least consume him? I don't always understand what's happening in this book, but it's very good. <laughs> There's a running theme today, and it's, I don't understand, but I like it. That's true. Runaways number 25. Uh, someone starts building on top of the Runaways' secret hideout, so they run away. Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, number 37. Aphra is now working as an archaeologist for the Empire and trying to find out where the Rebels have hidden their new base. Oh, no. All the Star Wars books are getting ready to wrap up as they move to the gap between Empire and Jedi. So, like, the fun thing about this is you're like, they're sitting there arguing... Well, it's probably some kind of ancient ruins. And she's like, no, they wouldn't be stupid enough to do that twice. And you're like, no, it's ruins on Hoth. <laughs> I know where they're at, guys. But they don't know that, and it's fun. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Hellmouth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you have way too much energy for Saturday morning. Uh, I am overcompensating. <laughs> Went to bed at two, got up at five. Oh, for the love of God. Uh, yeah, anything Buffy related, it's good. It's great. Get yes. caught up on it and read it. I am. That uh, was probably more towards, I guess, Tim. Oh. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Have you read any of it? No. You should. Okay. Yeah. There are trades out for Buffy and Angel both. Yes. I should probably watch the show. Too. Nah, you... not necessary. Yep. You're probably Alex... better off not. Alex and I are coming from this two different directions because Alex has not watched any of it. I watched all of it. Buffy multiple times. Angel only once. Um, I think you should watch it, but it is Joss Whedon and man, there is a lot of Xander. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. There's only one episode where Xander is like amazing and excellent, and that's in the final season. And it's because he is telling Dawn why she's amazing, and it doesn't come off as sleazy at all. And then you find out in the comics that he marries her, or I don't know, they date or something, and it's like, it's upsetting. (laughs) So the new comic has Xander less growth. Yes. And Angel is so, so good in the comics. Yeah, I am behind on it. I'm probably going to take the first trade with me on my train ride today. Awesome. Tim. Yes. Cobra Kai, number one. Okay, so I, d- I don't know if I've talked about it on on here, but I am slightly obsessed with the, the TV show sequel to the Karate Kid series, Cobra Kai. The extended Karate Kid universe. Yeah, my, my extended Karate Kid universe. Uh, and so this kind of plays into that. Um, now, normally some of these property comics, they've they've not been great. But I'm going to try the first one and see how it turns out. Cool. Yep. Doctor Doom number one. Uh, I am interested to see kind of what they do with Doom in this period after his having saved the universe and being Iron Man. And then going back to something closer to his status quo. I'm curious to see what... Because this is really... We've seen him summon Fantastic Four since then. Kind of back to a very Fantastic Four status quo. But I'm interested to see what happens if we kind of focus in on him and where he's at. I don't know. I don't know what it'll be. But I've liked a lot of what they've done with him over the last few years. So I'm curious to see where this goes. Very good I'm not Alex. Because I would have started singing High School Musical 2 multiple times. Or no, just High School Musical 1. There's a song called Stick to the Status Quo. Oh. You're welcome. I have seen that movie exactly once. Yes, you have. And that so was 13 movies. plenty of time. <laughs> I've seen more than 13 movies. We're counting them for you. Because yes, because you've seen okay. High School Musical 2. 14. <laughs> Ah, ah, ah. And probably all of Marvel, too, so that's probably, what, another 20? 24, thank you. (laughs) Add three Back to the Futures, and... God, I've seen four Indiana Jones movies, but I'm gonna say three, because there are only three, really? Yes, there are only three. Um, Because we choose our own canon. Anyway, uh, Blossom666 trade paperback. Yeah, I'm very excited. I love, as you will find out next week, I'm predicting that I love the Archie Horror universe. And this is the only one that I have not been able to finish because uh, one and two sold out so quickly at my comic shop. So Mm -hmm. I am very excited to see uh, the devil children that are the Blossom Twins. And yeah, how it all relates, because I'm sure it does. This one is fun. I'm curious to hear what you think of it. Yeah. Tim and me both. Batman's Grave, number one. All I really needed to know was Warren Ellis writing Batman. That was the same same thing I saw uh, as as soon as I saw it. I was like, well, that one's, I'm in for that one. Like, non-zero chance this becomes something, well, 
I'm just going to get that trade or hardcover yeah. or whatever when it comes out. Sure. But 100% here for it. Going to see what form it takes. I may read it issue to issue. We'll yep. find out. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Not next week, because that's the spooktacular, but probably in two weeks. Yep. Yep. And finally, Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica. Yep, again. Next week, you can yes. probably hear about me talking about Definitely. <laughs> Jughead the Hunger, which is fantastic. Everybody should be reading about Jughead as a werewolf. And Vampironica, which is a little less amazing, but I really hope they are going to continue it after this crossover. They are. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. We did talk about Starting that. Starting in December. Yeah. So I am excited to see where that picks up because I feel like they weren't quite sure where to go with it for this first trade. You'll hear more about that next. But uh, yeah, this is wrapping up there, that crossover. Excellent. And I believe that will do it for us this week. Who would like to plug other podcasts and appearances? Uh, I host Judging Book Covers podcast when I'm not talking to these two. And I have a book coming out this month. Or not a book. I have a short story coming out in an anthology this month. Awesome. And since I'm the guest, I'll go last. <laughs> uh, you can hear me on Minds at Yerk. And also my 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 appearance in the Haunted Hell House 4, which everybody should be listening to right now. Any idea when your appearance is coming? Has yes, it already happened? Yesterday night as of recording this. Okay, cool. Yep, I don't know what that means. Time is complicated. Time so, is fleeting. When this when this episode drops, my episode will already be out. Excellent. There we go. The panelology verse is a bit complex. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Tim does strange things as <laughs> yeah. a natural flow of time. He does. Me and my so cosmic treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you re- rearrange the letters in that, you get comics treadmill. Yeah. That's nothing. <laughs> I'm Alex. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, wait. You have to go. You have to go. Nope. Okay. <laughs> we'd, we'd like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. <laughs> I thought he was getting a book to read a line. <laughs> you can... Visit us at panelologypodcast.com. You can share us with other human beings or, I don't know, let dogs listen to podcasts. Fuck if I care. Uh, just <laughs> share us with someone or what something. What you need to understand is my dog is curled up and one eye open to kind of glare at me like, don't you dare put headphones on me. <laughs> he knew. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Support us at patreon.com slash panelology. Buy things with our local logo bit.ly slash panelology, mer- panelology merch. I looked down to the next line and tried to turn it into Mides <laughs> at Yerk and it didn't work. I would say I'm going to take a nap, but I'm going to go to rehearsal and then I'm going to come home and you. crash hard. Sound very tired. Little bit. Little bit. Um, I'm Alex. Mm-mm. You're both acting like I'm forgetting something. Okay. Stop no, 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 it's, no, not it's you. We're, we're, we're here, battling each here. other. It's not Somebody you. say when. <laughs> when? They know. <laughs> it's All not right, that you right. forgot something. All right, Megan, on three, we'll do it at the same time. One, two, three. <laughs> uh, she didn't fall for it. She didn't fall. All right, I'm Tim. And I've been Megan. <laughs> Go read comics. <laughs>